This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Guys, if I could just sum up our podcast in a few words. Okay. Uh-oh. I'd use words like terrific. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Radiant. Ooh. Odd. Feel very bright pasty. Okay. okay. And most of all, humble. It's true. In short, this is some podcast. Oh, is, I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Is some pig is is Jake gonna eat us? He may, he, or or die and let us, you know, watch over his children until the sequel comes out. <laughs> Coming to you live with Nacho Breath. It was <laughs> Jacob's Web. Yes, of lies. Uh, that was Charlotte's Web. That was Charlotte's Web. Aww, I get it. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And thank you for everyone who actually listened to the podcast on the Western Podcast on the uh, 24th of July. What do you mean? Who actually listened? Well, the numbers. The were listeners loved it. They were out doing rodeos or something like that. I but demolition derbies, hopefully, not fireworks. We did Never get fireworks. Uh, you like fireworks now. Mm-hmm. Some people were getting after us for movies that we did not mention at all, and we're not going to mention them now. So <laughs> I was like, "Are we going to?" Okay. Porque no los dos? Wow. Well, I mean, that just means we need the westerns part two, probably. Maybe once we once we watch those gaps, we'll get back to them. Right? Yeah. No, truth be told, I can't. I can't remember. I know. Happen. I know there were some that people got after us for like Silverado. That was one of them. Silver, Silverado, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai, Shanghai Noon, Noon yeah. Back to the Future Three. Yes, uh, ones like that. So yeah, and we we love when we get feedback like that because it's like, oh yeah, that one and that yeah, one. True. So we enjoy. It. Thank you for giving us your feedback. So what are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, fellas, it's time for non Disney animated. In other words. Movies that don't matter as much. <laughs> oh, that's mean. <laughs> Some of these matter. No, I'm just kidding. Some of these are the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah, you know, Shrek really matters. It matters. <laughs> Shre- hey, Shrek lives matter, okay? Ogre lives matter. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not I feel true. like we're putting a lot of qualifiers, like non-Disney animated movies. Well, we get more qualified because there's a too. crap ton of them. That's yes. why. Because we tiered uh, Disney movies a while back, uh, and then like, season one, season one. Yeah, that was that was very early on. We tiered some Disney movies, and by tiering, we mean we give each movie a tier one. One, tier two, or tier three. Three being the worst. Three being the worst, one being the best, two being in the middle, in case you didn't pick up on that. But this time we decided to do non-Disney animated, which there, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but there are more non-Disney movies, non-Disney animated movies than Disney animated movies. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's I mean, the, the like world a, versus Disney. There's a yes. new CG animated movie out every month now. Pretty much. Yeah. And since the list is so, so big, we're not going to get through all of them today. Nor not even we, close. We're, nor are we going to do all of them because there's too many out there. So we've narrowed down a list to two shows thus far. Right. Depending on how we do it, time. Yes. uh, With 35 movies each. Now, I want you to listen carefully, listener, because that's why we call you the listener, because you listen. We are not including stop motion animation. We cut those out to kind of, we're we're narrowing down the list here. Because it'll be covered some other time, probably. Yes, we we have future shows planned. TV movies or direct to video types. So, you know, the Rankin Bass types and the the Hobbit was a, was Mm -hmm. a, a TV movie. And we're not doing those, and we're not doing more adult fare like heavy metal or The Simpsons or anything like that. Should, you- should we watch heavy metal for the show? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, did you hear Matt Groening's doing a Netflix thing? I heard that new it's adult, another yeah. one, yeah. And then uh, finally, we're not doing anime. Uh, like we, we actually we took out anime and we took out Studio Ghibli as well, all of Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. Which is, is pretty Ghibli? much Ghibli, Ghibli, Jiffly. <laughs> I just wanted a whole episode on. I, I that, really well, it's been recommended that we do a whole anime episode. Yeah. So yeah. And Remember, I, we're I, gonna do that, sure. and I fought to have Miyazaki on there, but in the end, Miyazaki really could be his own show. So it, it really should be, yeah. So uh, with a name like that, we're gonna go through the list here. Ken, uh, Jacob's gonna give us the name of a movie. Ken and I are going to give it a tier or ranking, and uh, we'll also known as a tier ranking. Yes. yes. Also, play along if you will, please, and get, go to baconcell.com and leave your tier 
up on our page. And your tears in oh, our comments. Also the tears. Maybe after the show's done, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to break some hearts. Hey because I think it's on one of these shows where I was told I have no music in my heart or yes. music in my soul. It was the Disney show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Disney animated. So now that we're on non-Disney animated, I should be good. Yeah. Maybe you'll have music back in your heart. We'll find out. Guys, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Are you ready for this? Okay. We're going to go alphabetically. With one minor exception. See, this pleases me. Yes. It's, no, it seems like, like there's this. very little preparation done by our moderator today, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It takes time to make things alphabetical. Just ask Joel. Because <laughs> I made this list alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, normally, it, normally there, I feel like there's some sort of angle or benefit to have by moving around. And just just from this list, there's really not. So we're going okay. to keep it clean. And it's going to be new because we've never done it like this. And it's going to change everything. Basically, the whole show, I'm sure the whole show is going to be better because of this. And He's once, really kind of justifying his position right, right now. <laughs> and once again, listener, please don't get upset when we skip over your movie of choice because we have a show. Just because we don't like it. Two. We, That's we, all. Yeah, we, have, we, we hate your ideas. We have a part two list, although if you think we've missed one, you can always put it in there. And if it's not already in a part two list, we can consider putting it in there. It will be very easy to find ones that we have missed. Yes. Because there's tons. Although I did go through, for the record, I went through the highest grossing animated films of all time. And then I went to the each a bunch of the individual studios and looked at their list. So we should cover most of the bases. But let's jump into it, Jacob. Okay. Coming in with letter A. <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. Hey, I remember this from our uh, Cable IMAX ratio. 1989. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you do your notes alphabetically as well, Joel? No. Okay. But I did, I did start every one of them with who it's directed by, who it stars, and the plot summary. So uh, this is All Dogs Go to Heaven, directed and produced by Don Bluth. Uh, he's not one of the Bluth family. A dog returns from the dead. Looking he's one of his Bluth family. <laughs> looking for revenge on his killer using an orphan girl who can talk to animals. If she could talk to the animals. And this stars Dom DeLuise, Burt Reynolds, and Judith Barcy. Oh, by the way, guys, I just have to start off the show with this. I'm sorry. Just, just Side, tell us the story because... No, 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 not that. Side fact. Do you know who Don Bluth is? Like, do you know anything about him? He's from Utah, right? Or is he LDS? I didn't know any of that. Oh, you didn't? I just knew the Don Bluth No, 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 that's Richard Rich. No, because here's it's the thing. It's not Don Bluth. It's Richard Rich who worked on the Bluth films. Don Bluth is the great, uh, great-grandson of Helaman Pratt, an early leader in the Church of Jesus Christ. Oh, he's not LDS. Uh, Helaman Pratt? <laughs> Helaman he, Pratt, yeah. He moved to, at age six, his family moved to Payson, Utah. He attended Brigham, Uni- Brigham Young University for one year, and then he got a job at the Disney company. Then he went on to a mission in Argentina for two years. Went back to uh, BYU, graduated there. But the guys worked. I mean, he worked on Robin Hood, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, Rescuers and Pete's Dragon. Like, he was the animator on a lot of those. Wow. And then he also worked on Xanadu. There you go. But then he kind of got frustrated with the Disney thing and ended up doing his own kind of studio, Don Bluth, uh, Bluth Productions. Right. But uh, he's done a lot of these. You're going to see that name come up a lot. So I, but and then I, I and Make no Kids idea. Cry with All Dogs Go to Heaven. He did. So All Dogs Go to Heaven. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the names in All Dogs Go to Heaven, by the way. It's like Charlie B. Barkin and Itchy Itchy Afford. Yeah. That's good stuff. Tell us a story about the girl, the, the voice actress. No, nope, we're not going to talk about Judith Barcy because that's a sad, sad story. I want to hear. We're uh, going to cry in the movie, cry in the story that tells All Dogs Go to Heaven came out the same time as Little Mermaid. So, sorry, All Dogs Go to Heaven. That was rough. In a big way. Rough? I get it because ah. they're dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this came after uh, Secret of Nim and American Tale and Land Before Time. This is one of the ones they were kind of banking on could help them through. And it didn't do as successfully as the other ones, but it's still a very good movie. I still enjoy it, but I'm giving this one a tier two. Okay, it is definitely a tier two. Yeah. 
going to be quite a few high fives there here. Is, oh, there we is. should also qualify that we can't, Kent and I, as much as we want to, can't give everything tier ones or tier twos or tier threes. I actually think almost everything on this list deserves a tier two, but yes. I did have to pick favorites to. and least favorites. Because since we have a list of 35 movies, uh, we are choosing 10 tier ones, 12 tier twos, and 13 tier threes. Very good but points. You, Blue, don't, you, don't, have to, you don't have to remember excellent. those numbers. Just know that Kent and I had to be limited. And yes, there's, there's balance. Cut. Don Bluth does a lot of weird, dark stuff in his movies. It's basically the Coraline Studios, the, yes. the ones who put those together. They also have some dark stuff going on. All Dogs Go to Heaven definitely has the the revenge spree on there. Get some killing, maybe some hellhounds no, from there's, Supernatural. There's death. there's death in this movie. Like, yeah. serious, like, people getting shot kind of stuff. And there's a whole scene where he's having a fever dream or a nightmare about going to hell. Mm-hmm. And they had to cut it down in order to achieve, I think, uh, the, the PG. PG rating they wanted, I think, because it was a little too intense there wow. at some point. Okay. I know. But yeah, it's a tier two. It's a good It's a good movie, but it's it's not one of Bluth's best. Because I can't think of a memorable musical number from that. Is that going to be the name of the next episode? Bluth's, Bluth's best. best. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Next one is An American Tale, 1986. Also Don Bluth, directed by Don Bluth. While emigrating to the United States, a young Russian mouse gets separated from his family and must relocate them while trying to survive in a new country. Feifel. <laughs> Feifel. Billy. His, his new name is Billy. Uh, Philly. Is it Philly or it's Billy? Philly, because it's Fievel. He's like, I don't got that, so it's Philly. Oh, it is Philly. Yeah, and actually that was a compromise, because apparently the executives were like, Fievel's not a memorable name, kids are going to remember that name, and so they compromised by having the, the American kid call him Philly. Really? So they could do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was always really mad at this movie, because I, I felt like these mice were lied to, and they didn't really go, in, go into how they felt when they actually saw cats in America, but... Cat. There are no, no cats in America, and the streets are paved with cheese. It's this movie is really <laughs> dark. Once again, a dark movie from Don Bluth. Yes, but there are no cats in America. I feel like I want every time. But I watched this all the time as a kid, mm-hmm. and and I like cats, and you like dark movies, and I liked. Well, I was five or so when this movie it started came early. Out. I mean, that's all. That's it, clear. It was, it was this movie. That Game of Thrones me. wasn't around then, but if it was, that would have been your favorite. Now, Ken, I must ask this only because of your heritage. Mm-hmm. Did you watch this a lot because it spoke to you in your heritage? <laughs> Maybe because it's because it, Jake. I don't know if you've seen this. They are Jewish mice. Uh, yes, like yeah, it, I do remember that Ukrainian yeah. Jewish uh, mice. And are you Ukrainian too? That's yeah, interesting. Actually, probably. People, yeah, probably. People got actually after it because they didn't think it was overt enough that they were a Jewish family and that they were uh, With pushed Moscovitz? out by, by anti-Semitic by the Cossacks and all that. Yeah. Because at the beginning of this movie, they show an actual family being kicked out of Russia or Ukraine, and the the mice have to move out as well because things are getting so dangerous, and mm-hmm. the all the cats are wearing like Russian gear and stuff like that. I mean, this movie is—I don't think it's subtle in any way. People said it was subtle. Well, they just said that it wasn't overt enough that they were that there was you know about the anti-Semitism that they were persecuting them because they were Jewish. Oh, okay, and so I feel like. Uh, kids don't really need to see that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is a kids movie. It's dark enough. And I got it. And it is about about the American dream. And I knew this as a kid. I watched this again and again. And maybe it is because of my Jewish heritage. It's a tier one. Huh? It's a tier one. Yeah. Well, and this is actually uh, Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg worked on this together. And Steven Spielberg uh, said to him, make me something pretty like you did with Nim. Make it beautiful. And that apparently he was very impressed by Secret of Nim. But just uh, Nim. He calls it Nim. Also, mm. the name Feifel comes after Steven Spielberg's maternal grandfather. Oh, not Philly. His Yiddish name was Feifel. I actually have a Feifel stuffed animal upstairs I've had forever. Oh. It's Philly. They're famous yeah, for their cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah. Mm, delicious. This is also one of the few first animated films to outdraw a Disney one, beating The Great Mouse Detective. 
because it came around at the same time. Uh-huh. Makes sense. This is a way better movie than Great Mouse Detective. But I'll tell you why, Kent. This is a tier one. Yeah. This is a tier one, and I'll, wow. t- I'll tell you why, because of the music. I, I mean, We were just listening to it before the show, mm-hmm. but... But there, there are no cats in America. <laughs> uh, and also you got the, uh, of course, never say never, whatever you do. And then, uh, of course, you have the touching, stirring, somewhere oh, I'll sing out with you. there, someone sing a prayer. Because <laughs> his little voice cracks and it's so cute. <laughs> and then the Ron Stead jumps do, I was in gonna, there. Do you prefer the the... Like the movie version or like the studio version with uh, Linda Ronstanton? It's well, look, the bucket. I enjoy the the movie version, but I always break out into James Ingram's deep dulcet tones. Even basically. though I know how very exactly. far apart we are, Go so I had a mission tape. Uh, you know, because sorry, I went on a mission, and uh, we had sorry, <laughs> sorry, and we had we had tapes where we would have mostly church music because that's all we could listen to. But one of the tapes in our car already had these two versions on it of the this song. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like this is kind of mission appropriate because it is, but it, it's right. There's sad. someone out It'll there that's sad. sleeping underneath that same bright star, even it's though true. it's in the Southern hemisphere and completely around the world, but that's fine. There's no stars. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's a tier um, one. Also, I just want to point out that it was nominated for best original song, but it lost to take my breath away. Let's move on. We have Top 35. One. Yeah. All right. All right, next movie, rounding off our A's. <laughs> Why? Why? I thought about making it even worse and being like, coming in at A-N-T, no. passing the last one. Wow. No, that's, I'm not doing that, except I did. But 1998, <laughs> Ants. A rather neurotic ant tries to break from his totalitarian society while trying to win the affection of the princess he loves. But. Starring Woody Allen. Sharon Stone and Gene Hackman. And we talked about this one a lot on our uh, Twitter winner show where we talked about Ants and Bugs Life and the feud between them. Mm-hmm. And I think we both agreed that Bugs Life was better than Ants. It is. Uh, so Ken likes Pixar movies and this is a tier three. Excellent. I gave it a tier two. You Just, gave it a tier two? I know I did. Why? Just compared to what, what, it, are, what are, it was compared are, are, to. Are you, are you a Woody Allen fan of some sort? I actually am not. But I do <laughs> think it's kind of clever to have a neurotic ant, you know, kind of feel but like Flick he's an was individual. An yeah, but this is like Woody Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen is a neurotic ant that feels like he's an individual when he clearly isn't. And so I give this movie a little bit of props. And mm. Sylvester Stallone, I give it a tier two. No, I know. Just, I'm sorry. This, this is just right because of me. a bug's life, isn't it? Because <laughs> I feel bad because I don't want to love Pixar as much. I'm just wondering yeah. what you bump down to put ants up in tier two. It, it's, it, Joel, it's all about the same <laughs> for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he hates all of them. <laughs> Pretty much. He hates his childhood. Yeah, except for an American Do you tale. Hate your childhood. All right, next is the one and only B movie. Huh? See what I did there? Because it's the <laughs> letter B. Thing the whole <laughs> it's time. the letter B. <laughs> oh, but it's also it's called the B. It is, it's, uh, But it's also the B movie. This uh, stars uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Renee Zellweger, and Matthew Broderick, uh, among others. And then uh, Barry B. Benson, a B just graduate, graduated from college, is disillusioned at his lone career choice, making honey. On a special trip outside the hive, Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, a florist in New York City. As their relationship blossoms, he discovers humans actually eat honey and subsequently decides to sue them. You may hate this movie because of the internet about four months ago. No, that's actually why I like this movie. What? what? This has become an internet meme. And No, but people hate it now, as you should. Why? Because there's they, someone put a video out there, and it was, here's the entire B-movie movie, but every time they say the word B, it speeds up. 
And so it starts off normal. And then as soon as I say B, it gets a little faster. And then I say it again, it gets a little faster. It's about like a six minute clip. It's about, yeah, it's like six, seven minutes. And by the end, it's just like. And then it ends. <laughs> because they say so many B puns in the first few minutes that you're done. Yeah, that's funny. And I, I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoy it becoming a meme. I mean, it was made in 2007, so, and then just last year it becomes a you, meme. But it was a forgotten movie. No one cared about this movie and until this, because the movie is really quite terrible. It becomes this weird story about how he falls in love with a fem- or human woman. Yeah. And then he sues everyone, including Ray Liotta, who apparently has a honey company. Ray Liotta, who plays himself. And then right. there is no honey made, and so all the, it's like the happening. Basically, the happening happens right. in the B movie. It, it, it takes a weird turn when it becomes the lawsuit thing. Like, it's kind of funny, the, you know, the B guy not wanting his job and everything. But then when it takes that dark turn of like, I'm going to sue the humans and there's the whole court case. And yeah, it's a tier three. It's a tier three. Easy. Yeah. High five. Next movie, Charlotte's Web, 1973. Hey, it's the one you quoted. The very one. Starring Debbie Reynolds, Henry Gibson and Paul Lind. <laughs> a gentle and wise gray spider with a flair for promotion pledges to save a young pig from slaughter for dinner food. Yeah. And this one is dinner uh, food. Dinner food. <laughs> dinner food. <laughs> Not dinner guest. Not slaughter for dinner guests. Slaughter I guess we should, for dinner food. Dinner we should food. probably mention too, jumping back, Ants is DreamWorks. B movie, was that DreamWorks too? Or is that Sony? I can't remember. I'm just trying to figure out which studios they were if they weren't Disney. Because mm-hmm. this one's Hanna-Barbera, which I thought oh, was. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, it's produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions. Did you feel like this movie was only made for kids in school? I feel like this movie was only made to make kids cry in school. Did you guys watch this again for this one? Or were you like, no, I remember it well enough. I remember it well enough. Because I, I think I, I want to cry it. again. I think we watch this movie maybe every turn. I think I watched it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Templeton. It, yeah. Uh, okay. Have He's you seen rat. this movie? It's been a long time. I do remember thinking, what's the big deal when I was a kid? Really? Yeah. It's sad. What's weird is in 1994, it became one of the best selling titles of the year. 21 years after it came out. That's what's weird. up with that? Why all of a sudden this resurgence for Charlotte's Web? I wonder if I it was all those teachers. teachers. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make our kids cry. Uh, and it also featured a lot of the cast uh, from the TV show Bewitched for some reason, like like uh, Paul Lind and Agnes Moorhead and Henry Gibson, like all these people that were in the Dick show. Dick Sargent and Dick York were both on it. All of them. Right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. Uh, by the way, uh, the the it's based on a book by E.B. White, and E.B. White did not like this. He what? Did, he was not a fan. E.B. White's a boy? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, I figured that was a girl. Is oh. it? I actually don't even know. He, I, she. It just they says did not like this. Apparently, White wrote the following words. We have never ceased to regret that your version of Charlotte's Web ever got made. Wow. That's kind of harsh. I think what we've learned whenever we talk about book adaptations is that the, uh, the author did not like the adaptation in any way. That's what it feels like. So maybe never sell your stuff for movie rights because you'll make kids cry. Yeah. And you already read the Yeah, you read the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't seen Charlotte's Web and you want a good cry, go for it. But this is a slow movie. And the only song I can ever remember is the Smorgasbord song. So E.B. White's a dude. Is it? <laughs> yep. Looked it up. E.B. White's a dude. E.B. White. What? I don't even know. Yeah, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is. But, <laughs> but this is a solid tier two. He's also holding a dachshund. That's weird. All right. Is the dachshund slaughter for dinner food? I think it's a tier one. I think Charles Charles Webb is a tier one. Why is it tier one? How much I remember this movie, and it could be because it was drilled into me, but we watched it all the time, and it it is sweet. It's a sweet movie. But then Charlotte dies. (gasps) What? Spoiler. We're not doing a bacon bit. You can't spoil it. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Charlotte's Webb. I think it's a tier one. 
compared to the rest of these movies. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Charlotte's mm-hmm. Web. Mm-hmm. You need to watch it again. I don't it's want to slow. cry. It's so slow. I'll watch Joel, the Dakota if you're afraid version. Of, of crying, it must be effective to some degree. Yeah. I'm not afraid of crying. You are <laughs> afraid of crying. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next movie. It's 2009, Cloudy with a Chance of Cheese Balls. Meatballs. Um, Jake's trying to be funny again, everybody. <laughs> it feels better more. It's more alliterative. Um, I We did, we should clarify also, some movies we grouped oh, yeah, yeah. together. Like we, we talked about it and we said, you know what? These are pretty much all the same. For example. For example. Ice Age. Ice Age. We'll, we'll get to that. But we kind of lumped them all together because they're ing- indistinguishable from one another. Yes. In quality or story. But when there's a major difference, like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. We split it up in Cloudy Chance of Meatballs 1 and Cloudy Chance of Meatballs 2. They're basically the same movie though, right? No. Because so, Cloudy, Chance, Chance, Cloudy with a Chance of Oh, can't even talk. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1. Go Kent. Uh, Phil, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, a local scientist is often regarded as a failure until he invent, invents a machine that can make food fall from the sky. But little does he know that things are about to take a turn for the worst. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. And it stars Anna Ferris, Bill Hader, and Bruce Campbell. And Mr. T. Yeah. I'll say it. This is my favorite movie on the list. Is it really? In this entire list we're talking about today, all 35, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs. I love it. I own it. I think the humor is sharp. I think it's very quick. Like sharp cheddar? Yeah. yeah. It's it's ridiculous and humorous. I really, really enjoy this movie from start to finish. The, the little monkey with the translator named Steve and all the inventions he makes. And uh, there's so many things. Like, just for an example, I just want to give a quick example. So they have this large uh, water bowl with the world's largest sardine in it, which is this tiny little fish. And they have a splash zone set up, and it's like one seat is the splash zone. And I was like, that's pretty funny. And then the entire bowl ends up tipping over, and everyone in the crowd gets soaking wet except for the guy in the splash zone because of how it went down. And he's like, oh, come on. And I was like, that's like a double joke. So good. Isn't it great seeing this guy so excited about it? <laughs> I know, he is pretty excited. So everyone, if you have not seen Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs, Meatballs, <laughs> Meatballs, <laughs> it's a new one. Yeah, I was yeah. just trying to make up more jokes. Uh, Joel wants to marry it. So and This is a Sony Pictures uh, production. Also, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. This was uh, one of their first, I believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, they came. Their, their names are going to come up a couple times because they've done a couple really good things. Like 21 Jump Street, which came probably right after That's this. That's not a Disney animated. Oh, it's not? It's not, not a cartoon? It's not a cartoon. Oh, okay. Should kids watch it? My name is Steve. <laughs> And he's Jeff. 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 Yeah, you, you're obsessed with Steve right now. Steve. <laughs> I expected nothing from yeah, this kids. movie. Expected nothing because it's a adaptation of a kid's book and I didn't think there was enough material. And they had failed a bunch of those in a row, right? Yeah, they really had. I mean, it was like wild and the books, things. The and book's not that everything else. good. There's nothing that great. It's a, it's a fun concept, but man, this movie came out swinging. It's hilarious and a tier one. That was me agreeing with the drink of water in my mouth. All right. My hand's wet. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is, well... Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. Tier three. <laughs> it. You don't like the guy that turns into a turkey and. That's the first one. Flint, oh, that's the first one. Yeah. Flint Lockwood now works at the Live Corp Corporation for his idol Chester V, but he's forced to leave his post when he learns that his most infamous machine is still operational and is churning out menacing food animal hybrids. It's kind of like uh, Jurassic World. Not Jurassic World, I guess. It's when they go back to this island that they left and found out the food has mutated into animals. Yeah. But I feel like it's just a vehicle for food puns. Like they're like, oh, no, there's a leak in the boat. And like a leak stands up and screams and runs off, which is probably the best gag of the entire movie. But it's like antelopes, but they're cantaloupes. Just dumb stuff like that. Yeah. I it's kind of it's just lazy, and it's not directed by the Phil Lord, uh, Lord Miller. We're fans of dad jokes. We're fans of puns on this show. 
This movie, it just crams them down your throat, and you because it's, it's food. Because it's food. Ah, uh, dad joke. <laughs> but it's it's annoying. This movie is one of the most annoying on the list, actually, which is sad. It's such a far fall from yeah. the first one. And is Mr. T not in this movie? No, it actually it's a uh, oh Terry Crews. Yeah, he took over for that role. Also, mm. they put less. They put twenty two million dollars less into this movie. And they made less 30, money into the sequel. And they made thirty million more than yeah, they that's did the how first sequels one. Undeserved. Seriously, we agree. Agreed. All right. Next one is Despicable Me and Despicable Me Two. And no, that's it. Wow, I haven't seen three. Yeah, but uh, Despicable Me, you're one, really missing out. We did. We did lump these two together. Just ask Ken. He loves girls. that one. It's so fluffy. So when a criminal mastermind uses a trio of orphan girls as pawns for a grand scheme, he finds their love is profoundly changing him. For the better. Starring Steve Carell, Jason Siegel, and Russell Brand. Um, this one I, I I have a hard time with because it created the minions. But you you want to hate it. I know you want I to wanna hate, hate it. it. But but I do enjoy it. I I like the idea of the bad guy, you know, learning a lesson. It's it's a you know one of those tropes that we see in yeah, movies. It's but basically breaking bad for kids, right? <laughs> opposite of breaking opposite? bad. Opposite. Okay. It's bad guy going good, not good guy breaking yeah, bad. Yeah, that's why it's for kids. Instead of making yeah. blue candy, it's sometimes blue minions. Well, and the whole minions thing is because they didn't have the budget to create henchmen, and so they made these little blobs. Instead, they were much easier and cheaper to animate. So because of that, that's why we have these minions Isn't running over our lives. Isn't it crazy that like, Illumination Studios... This Illumination! Was, this was one of their first ones. Ba, 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 na, na. A minion is talking over me, and that is the most <laughs> annoying thing ever. Remember when you had that meme with your quote attached to it with a minion picture? That was no. great. I'll repost it. Please don't. I hate minions (laughs) so much. But guess what? This movie is kind of funny. Underline kind of. Both. This is a tier. Yeah, both movies actually. Even the second one has some pretty fun parts. The I like the mutated minions actually when they turn purple. You've seen the third one though, right, Ken? No, I haven't. You haven't? I chose not to. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tier two because it's kind of funny. I'm giving it a tier one. What? Ah, it, it despicable made, Me? It made it only because it has cemented its place in the animated canon. Like, it is there. It's, this is a ton of sequels. It's important in the sense of it created a whole franchise, and it created memorable characters. Let's not go well, into what, what created do? a whole franchise being quality, because yeah, there's yeah, some, yeah. Of these, some of these movies. Well, there's, there's a difference between being quality in the sense of you remember things from it, and quali- in a franchise in the sense of... Transformers, uh, tier one. Cranking them out. But I gave this, 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 this was one that bounced around from tier two to tier one, but mm-hmm. it landed in tier one before I got here tonight. So I'm going to keep it there. Okay. And wow. later you can tell us what you pushed out to make that it That was one. a brave choice, my friend. Thank you. I'm a brave man. <laughs> For despicable me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next movie is Fern Gully. The name is Batte. The, the logic is Errate. <laughs> this is 1992. The magical inhabitants of a rainforest fight to save their home, which is threatened by logging and a polluting force of destruction called Hexus. Played by Tim Hexus, Curry. No. Tim Curry is like this hissing, wheezing tar monster. And uh, then you got the Prince Eric lookalike and the Ariel lookalike mm-hmm. yeah. shrinking down into a forest, a rainforest, an Australian rainforest. So, I, didn't know yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know it was set in Australia. Speaking of movies that we watched when we were kids in school, this is one that was shown and it, it's honestly propaganda. Oh, it is. It, it's it's, it's totally one is. that I, you know, you're sitting there in class and you're like, save the rainforest. Please don't save. cut down the trees. Save rainforest. Save. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you really are terrified that they're going to cut down all the trees in the world. And this movie does that. Can were you anywhere near Mount, Waring, Mount Warning? No. On the eastern coast of Australia? Nope. I was on the west coast. I had no idea that Australia had rainforest. Joel, Joel. I didn't either. Joel Ferngold is not real. 
But there's a, they're based on there. It's based it's, in that area. Is there a rainforest really. in, in Australia? There is. Then that's where Ferngully lives. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> they don't make uh, this crap By up, the way, starring Samantha Mathis, who was big in the 90s, Christian Slater, Robin Williams, and Tim Curry. In fact, Robin Williams, this is his first animation role. Uh, he was the bat, the bat, batty coda. But uh, he provided 14 hours, 14 hours of improvised lines. And so they actually kind of beefed up his role because it was like this originally you mean, eight-minute cameo. You mean basically what I do is they just hit record and he just starts talking for 14 hours because that was kind right. of a shtick. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> I sometimes quote Batty. Like when I want to change the subject, I'll just go, price check on prune juice, Bob. Price check on prune juice. Because he does that at one point in the movie when they, when they flick his little antenna. And so that's his changing a subject line. Kent, go. Okay, so for this one, I yeah. had this low in tier two, actually, because of the propaganda thing. But man, this is a quality movie with ideals that I don't really support. But it's good and I remember it well. So it's a tier one. You're giving this a tier one? I'm giving Ferngully the last You just said it was terrible. You tree hugger. <laughs> In this way, I think I am. I, I can't deny that this movie made an impact. Deny it. No, I never will. Uh, you know Save how I feel trees. about heavy-handed movies, Ken. Yes. You know how I feel about message movies. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about pandering. Yes. But you also know how much I love rapping bats. Rapping <laughs> <laughs> bats. Up here. And Up no, here. no, 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 no. Don't get so... And I think Tim Curry's a good villain. But having watched this one fairly recently with my kids... Oh, you did? It's not as good as I remember. Like, really, the parts that I remember are the good parts, and there's some meh in between. This landed at tier two. Okay. No high fives this time, fellas. No. All right. Next movie is Home Kent, from if I may. 2015. Uh, Tim Johnson, director, starring Jim Parsons, Rihanna, and Steve Martin. And here's the synopsis. Agents Mulder and Scully encounter a family of inbred animal-like brothers living on a remote <laughs> farm in a remote whoa, section whoa, of Pennsylvania. Whoa, 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 Joel, 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 that's I'm an episode so of X-Files. I'm so mad at you because I have the agents encounter a family of inbred <laughs> animal-like brothers up top. <laughs> I was so excited to, to give that joke. I know, that's why I pounced because I was like, I got a joke, I got a joke. Dang it. There's an episode in okay, season four explain. of X-Files where it is it was only shown on TV one time because it's so graphic and gross. Originally, they did, they did end up showing it later on but but it's about this inbred family it wasn't that bad it's, it's bad. pretty gross it's pretty gross but it's called home and i did make the joke i think i made it on twitter this when is the this one where he out. comes into the room with the axe and kills the sheriff or something the bat in the car yeah the bat and like oh it was a bat yeah it's yeah. a bat and he's yeah. in his car uh anyway but this is actually uh, a 2015 movie can you can read the real synopsis an alien on the run from his own people makes friends with a girl he tries to help her on her quest but can be an interference. That is the worst plot ever. That really was. So basically, Rihanna... Uh, wanted- at least it wasn't dinner food. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes that? Slaughter for was- dinner food. Slaughter so for Jim dinner. Parsons from The Big Bang Theory and Rihanna are in a movie together. Isn't that great? That makes sense. Oh, I am waving my arms in the air, and I am acting like I just don't care. <laughs> no, this movie's bad. It's a tier three. It is an easy tier three. Can we move on? Please. Yep. Hotel Transylvania and Hotel Transylvania 2. Welcome to the Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> I wonder what you're doing there. Dracula, who operates a high-end resort away from the human world, goes into overprotective mode when a boy discovers the resort and falls for the Count's teenage daughter. And then it continues where they have a kid and, oh, spoiler alert, they yeah. have a kid and he tries to That's two, yeah. help the kid transform into a, a vampire. Because, yeah, they're they're 
human hating uh, grandfather comes into town. So here are all the wait, reasons. Wait. Starring Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Kevin James, <laughs> Andy Samberg, and Selena Gomez. Yes. Yes. And I was just about to say that. Here are all the reasons you should hate this movie. And I was just about to read off the cast list. Uh, wait, it has like, David Spade and all those guys. It's basically it's, grown ups. Well, it's, Sandler's a full, crew. it's a full Happy Madison production, right? No, uh, it's actually Sony Pictures. Sony? And this is why it's kind of good. Jendi Tar- Tartakovsky, who did Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, and Samurai Jack. <laughs> I love that you said laboratory. I have to. Laboratory. And so he's actually like a really cool cult director. And he did one and two and is actually working on three now. Really? But we did lump these two together, Kent. We did. I, that, I think that goes to show something about it, if we lump these two together. It's the best thing Sandler's been involved with since his early days. It really is. I avoided these movies for probably the first three years when the first one came out and then you know my daughter wanted to watch it and i watched it i'm like oh my gosh that's kind of good blah 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 it actually fits like the stupidity of like their humor fits into a cartoon so i give this one still a tier two but it's a high tier two i'm gonna completely agree with kent it's a high tier two yeah this one actually wasn't my tier one and i don't know if i bumped it out for other ones but uh Really, and I agree with Kim. This is the best thing Adam Sandler has done since like the early 2000s. I think like maybe Mr. Deeds was the hey, last Mr. Deeds like, was probably his last, last good, good one. one. This comes along and I'm good. like, that's good. And then I watched the second one thinking it was going to be even worse. It wasn't bad. It was about the same. Yeah. And I, I think that... I'm actually anticipating the third one. About the weird. same. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, I, and I do like the monster theme and stuff like that. I love showing my kids stuff like that. All right. Next movie. It's Transformers. Transformers! The- Dent, 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 dent. More than meets the eye. <laughs> you got the touch. Dun, 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 this is a musical dun. episode. You got, you got the falsetto. What? I said you got falsetto. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Orson Welles, Robert Stack, and Leonard Nimoy, among many, many, many others. The Autobots must stop a colossal planet consuming robot. That is one. That's a one thing. Colossal planet consuming robot who goes after the Autobot Autobot matrix of leadership. At the same time, they must defend themselves against an all out attack from the Decepticons. No, you can't say it like that. You go. The Decepticons. Decepticons. Fun fact. That's actually the only thing Michael Bay read before he started making the movies. (laughs) Just the synopsis. Colossal planet robot, which is actually in the fifth movie. And the colossal planet robot. Spoiler. Earth is Unicron. Hey, are they done with those movies now? Because the last one. No, No, they said. This is the final Transformers movie. They have a Transformers universe planned, and this one—that's what I knew. So I led off with a stinger at the end. But this one was the animated one back, made back in 1986, and it was the final film role for Orson Welles. He died a year before the, it actually came out. Hmm. Like he recorded everything, and he wasn't very happy with his performance. But I'm sure. Oh well, probably he did killed fine. Him. Uh, the film's story takes place in the magical year of 2005. <laughs> I love that, too. That is really funny. <laughs> and the soundtrack by Vince DiCola, who did a lot of the Rocky stuff. And um, Metallica's in there somewhere. Metallica? There's like a Metallica really? song. I don't remember Metallica. I remember, I remember Weird Al. Was there Weird Al as well? Yeah, in the junkyard. They do Dare to be Stupid. Oh, yeah, they I'm do. I'm pretty sure. The reason, One of the reasons I like this one is because it is, I don't want to say dark, but it's not afraid to kill people okay. off. Okay. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there because you watch like a G.I. Joe or a Transformers movie and there's always lasers going over heads. There's no risk. It's basically a Marvel movie of right. cartoons. Yeah. And so this movie kills people constantly. Decepticons come and attack and they're killing Transformers you know very well. Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Prowl, Ratchet, Brawn, Windcharger, and Wheeljack. Oh, and get this. No Decepticons, except for Starscream, was, were killed in this movie. 
<laughs> do they say at the end of the movie, no Decepticons were harmed in the filming of this movie? <laughs> except, no, for like, except, except for Starscream. Except Starscream. But the Autobots don't win. And they, don't, they don't kill. Well, they don't kill any of the Decepticons. I think Star, Starscream is actually killed by uh, uh, Galvatron, who's Megatron, re, you know, yes. reborn. And all the other Decepticons who were destroyed got remade as well. Here's, here's my favorite part about this. So have, Megatron at the beginning. I watched this two nights ago, by the way. <gasps> Megatron. Jealous. Yeah, I know, right? Megatron is a guy with a giant. He's a robot with a giant cannon on mm-hmm. his arm. Yes. But then he can transform into a tiny little gun with a scope. That and he someone does. else has to shoot. That Starscream shoots. <laughs> <laughs> and it kills a bunch of... And That's then he's random. Like, yeah, and then he, be, he goes back to normal size and still shoots people. Yeah. It's just dumb. By the way, can't you sing the touch there a while back? Did you know that was actually originally written for the Sylvester Stallone film Cobra? Oh, really? Which doesn't fit that movie no, at, not at all, all, if you think about it. Uh, also, this movie was being made at the same time as G.I. Joe the movie. And uh, because of the negative reaction to Optimus Prime, spoiler alert, getting killed in Transformers, the movie, they decided in G.I. Joe, the movie, they just put Duke, who's one of the main characters in that movie. They just put him in a coma and he'd wake up at the end because they weren't going to kill him off. They thought about it, but then they didn't do it. Hmm. Also, because this movie underperformed so much at the box office, the G.I. Joe, the movie went to direct a video. So it's way to go, Transformers. Way to go, Transformers. You are a tier one. (laughs) <laughs> you're giving it tier one is I it just love, for nostalgia no i really really think this movie's like good like i enjoy it i watch it maybe it's the soundtrack you kind of wish the humans weren't there because they get a bit annoying it's a father and son transform transform Ugh. california <laughs> um no but like i mean the, just the songs alone from the touch and dare and then the like that that heartbeat kind of music they have at the beginning with unicron unicron's theme i don't know what they call it I like this. This is the tier one for me. It's a tier one as well. Yes, of course. I mean, here's the thing. This kind of gets the Fern Gully vote where it's mostly nostalgia. And I remember loving it for the risks that it took as a kid. I'm like, they just killed off a lead character. You can't kill off Optimus. But then they made Rodimus Prime. I hate. I actually, I hated Hot Rod back then when I was watching the cartoon. Now I'm kind of okay with him. You're I don't okay know with why. Hot Rod? Yeah, I'm okay with Hot Rod. Yeah, you got old. Yeah, <laughs> I got old. You lost touch, Kent. Mm-hmm. Next movies. He lost the touch. <laughs> is he ice- lost the power? <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> is Ice Age one through sixteen? Ice Age, Ice Age Meltdown, Ice Age Dawn of Dinosaurs, Ice Age Continental Drift, Ice Age Collision Course. Those are the ones we're talking about. Because we left the other ones spanning, out. Oh, oh, no, spanning, spanning. Yes. Can, can I? Can I give it? Please do. Okay. Here's the synopsis. Uh, it's about a mammoth and a sloth and a saber-toothed tiger walking around. Oh, <laughs> and Scrat wants his acorns. Isn't it crazy this movie series started in 2002 and went all the way till last year? Yeah. Wow. Well, they have eight more planned. Here's my thing with Ice Age. I made that up. <laughs> no, honestly, you're probably... Well, actually, the last one bombed so badly that maybe they won't. It bombed that badly? Yeah, it didn't do very well. Huh. But here's, It only made like $400 million? Yeah, Exactly. Here's why these movies are made. Anytime you drive by a minivan on the freeway... Money. Some some Ice Age movie is playing on the the little t- pull out TV yeah. uh-huh. for kids. I only ever see SpongeBob or an Ice Age movie playing in a van with the TV in it. He's been in so many accents from watching other people's TVs. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so, which is that Dawn of the Dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, it's Dawn of the Dead. What are they showing their children? <laughs> Do you know what I saw somebody playing the other day? Hmm. The Good Dinosaur, and I was like, what are you doing? Don't subject your <laughs> no, no, children look, to that's that. That's like Benadryl. It's like, hey, let's go on a road trip. Here's some Benadryl. <laughs> I love um, irrigation. Also, this is kind of this is one of those weird facts I looked at. I was looking at the directors, and it seems like this weird pattern where a director will co-direct with another director, 
And in the next movie, it'll be the co-director directing with a new co-director and they trade off like that. Like it goes in this cycle. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe, but maybe just people just get tired. They of don't want to keep doing it. Yeah. I, I can't tell one movie from another. I'm sorry. Okay, look, the first one is slightly better than the others. And I the do first one's the first no, one. The they first find, one, yeah. they find a human baby. Yeah. And they need to get the baby back to humans. The first one's amusing. And right? then I the mean, other movies, they basically, whoever doesn't have a significant other, they'll pair them off with that's true. A, a significant other. That's they'll true. take turns. I actually have good memories of the first two because I think I watched it. One of them, once again, I can't tell them apart when I was making out with a girl once. And so I do have <laughs> like good that's memories. Ever happened. <laughs> I like this movie. Good one. This is like early, Funny. this is early to mid, hey Jake, <laughs> relax. <laughs> but this is like early to mid 2000s. So I do have good memories of that. But these are tier three movies. And tier I'm sorry three. to say Wait, it. all of them? Even the, if it was just the first one? If it was the first one, I'd go tier two. But based okay. on the average, the sunken average of the others... Tier three. Sunken average. They even waste yeah. Peter Dinklage in like the fourth one as a villain. Is the mighty eagle? That he's a monkey. That he's a mean monkey. Angry birds. Oh, okay. He's the mighty eagle. Oh, so what are you doing, Peter? I'm sorry. Mm. What are you doing, <laughs> You're Peter? not Peter. Peter? Peter Dinklage. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, <pointed laughs> <at me>. you <laughs> answered. I did. Uh, I think these movies can all be blended together. I really don't see them distinguishable from one another. However, I don't think they're like egregiously terrible. So I'm going to give this a tier two kind of overall. They're forgettable, but I like Scrat. I actually like the Scrat stuff. Still? It, yeah, I, th- I think it's these fun little shorts. Like, it reminds me of Looney Tunes. All but right. I, I, the main story, I'm like, okay, I think... I remember the Manny's the Mammoth and Sid's the Sloth. Well, I mean, you, That's you about it. covered it in the summary, right? I mean, that, there is no story. They walk around. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> tier two. All right, kind of yeah. along the same lines is our next set of movies. Kung Fu Panda Kung. 1 through 3. Kung Fu Panda, number one super guy. Anyone? Kung, Hong Kong Fui? No? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. The Dragon Warrior has to clash against the savage Tai Lung as China's fate hangs in the balance. However, the Dragon Warrior mantle is supposedly mistaken it to be bestowed upon an obese panda who is a Tyro in martial arts. Did you read this before? Nope. I copy and pasted <laughs> it from IMDb. That's the first one. It stars Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Lucy Liu, Angelina Jolie, and a bevy of others. Yes. As much as I might shrug now, I do remember thinking the first one was funny. It is funny. Yeah. The first one is funny. You get that little skadoosh at the end. That's actually highly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, also, music composed by Hans Zimmer. Nice. So I know that's going to get Kent a little... You want to change your vote now, Kent? Uh, by the way, apparently, this film series rec- uh, received acclaim, uh, enthusiastic acclaim in China, where the series is hailed not only as an excellent contribution to the wuxia genre... But for its impressively knowledgeable understanding of Chinese culture Wushu. and heritage for an American movie production. Wushu. Nice. So Kung Fu Panda, getting uh, a lot of props from China. Yeah, getting love from China. Oh, way to go. Yeah. Actually, I do think across all three, there is quality there. Even the third one, which I thought would be terrible because it explores whatever his name is, Jack Black's panda. Sandwiches? Poe. Poe. It explores pa- Poe's family and Brian Cranston plays his dad, which I can always appreciate Brian Cranston in a... Godzilla Unconventional movie? role? Because <laughs> he's not really in that movie. Right. So I think across three, across all three, there is a quality there, but it's a tier two quality. It's kind of funny and kind of fun. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that there there are some moments in each movie that I could say, I really like that part. Yeah. I'm giving this a tier one. Wow. What? I'm giving this a tier one just because I think I really was caught off guard by the first one and they've maintained good quality. And while I kind of get the, the second two kind of mixed up, I think it's a well-done yeah. movie. It's one of DreamWorks' best series, but not their best. Yeah. It's actually... I know uh, what you think their best is. Uh, it is the seventh highest grossing animated franchise. Well, that's something. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I didn't mention that. Oh, man, I should tell you that. Oh, man, I don't know. So Ice Age. <laughs> I need some more buildup. <laughs> Ice Age is one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time. What? Not like animated features, like media franchises. More than like Fast and Furious movies. Let me, let me read down just the top here. Okay? That makes so sense. You have at the number one. That's po- why they keep making them. Pokemon. Then you got Star Wars. Then you got Harry Potter. Then James Bond. Then Call of Duty. Simpsons, Star Trek. And then Ice Age. Blech. Huh. Think of all those huge names I just read off. That's top 10. Still, Ice Age. Right? Yeah. 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 It's insane. Sorry, I forgot to mention that fact, but jumping back to Ice Age, but I give Kung Fu Panda a tier one jumping back to that. What'd you give it, Kent? Tier two. Jerk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fine. Next movie starring a bunch of Kent's uh, favorite people, uh, Megamind from Spider. Starring Will Ferrell, Jonah Hill, and Brad Pitt. And David it, Cross. I, it's like it's asking me to hate this movie. <laughs> like the smuggest people in the least funny people, Jonah Hill, Tina Fey, Will Ferrell, and Brad Pitt. I like. I love the concept. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We did. Where it's, you know, if Superman were to lose his powers or fail, what would, how would Lex Luthor react? Would he try to save the world? Would he be the hero? He'd probably beat the Joker. He would never beat the Joker because the Joker is unpredictable and wily. Coyote. Wily. Wiley will beat genius any day. Mm-hmm. No, go on. Man. <laughs> just bring because up our, of you guys. Just bring up our villains bracket. Go back and listen to it. Right, season one. Uh, I give this movie a tier three. I gave it a tier two. You just fell right into that trap, though. I know. Yeah, it, it felt like it tried to do like they also had some sort of minions in this movie as well. Yeah, it didn't quite work. And the stick wasn't quite as good as Despicable Me. Which but is weird. I, I found it somewhat entertaining. I enjoyed it enough. Uh, I. I, I don't know. I thought I, I enjoyed it. It seemed like a copy of Despicable Me because it came out just after it. Yeah. In that a bad guy trying to become a good guy and all that. Um, it's always but, sad when that happens. The but overall, it, fine. Tier two. Tier three. Tier two. Three. Two. Three. Two. Four. Ba, 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 <laughs> and on that note, Minions is our next movie. <sighs> 2015 Minions. This is... Here, gentlemen. Hold on. It's all in the title. Can I give the, the story? Buddy. Banana. It's <laughs> the summary. That's the summary. Sandra Bullock, John Hamm, and Michael Keaton voice this movie. I like seeing people there. They have shirts that say, you know, banana, na 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 na. It has them, and I'm like, you're a grown person. <laughs> what are you doing with that shirt? <laughs> like, like, what's going on right now? The death of Facebook will Facebook will happen because of minions. <laughs> All e cards so. have been ruined. But guys. Tier this one. film has grossed over 1.1 no! billion billion <laughs> worldwide. I just became Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith. I actually felt a little sick. This is then. the 13th highest grossing film of all time. Film? Why like, did you not say like, film? Because not just animated <laughs> movies. Like We're talking in the realm of like Wizard of Oz and Avatar and... and oh, I hate saying Avatar in that realm. That's disgusting. I know. Um, but you know, Minions, Gone with the Wind you know, and Star whatever. Wars. And Age of Ultron. <laughs> It is the second highest. <laughs> a slam. It is the second highest. <clears throat> second highest grossing animated film. Do you want to guess what the first one is? The highest grossing animated film. Avatar. No, not it's not that kind of animated. Yeah. It's Snow White's the highest grossing. Right? Frozen. 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 Frozen wins. Ugh. I thought Snow it, White crazy. had it with all the DVDs. This cells. movie doesn't even have a story. The story is basically '60s music videos. Starring- what are we talking about? Minions. Stuart, Kevin, and Bob are recruited by Scarlet Overkill, along with her husband Herb. And they hatch a plot to take over the world. That's a good name for Scarlett Johansson, don't you think? Scarlett Overkill? Yeah. I like it. I like the name. Like that, Kent? No. Scarlett Overkill? Why don't you go first, Kent? No. It's it's such a tier three. 
This is a despicable movie. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Snooty little kids. Easy puns. But this is one of the highest grossing movies of all time, Kent. That should mean nothing to this anybody. This is iconic. And it is really funny. <laughs> oh, I see where you're No, doing that here. actually really hurt. It, it took you too long. It took you too long, I knew what he was doing. Yeah. It's a tier three. And it should, I've seen this joke before. It should, be, <laughs> it should not be getting a sequel to be released on July 3rd, 2020. <gasps> what? Well, of course, it made a billion dollars. It's going to get a sequel. Blech. You know what's funny is a lot of these studios, they'll, like, even, like, with Toy Story 3 and then the, the future Toy Story 4 and Minions... These animation studios, they must take a lot of time and money to make these movies. Well, they do that. They think that they're just going to go straight to video. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, nah, no, nah, let's release the theater. And they'll they get $1.1 $1. 1 billion for releasing it in the theater. Limitation. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Sideshow Bob? <laughs> yes. Monster House, 2006. Starring Mitchell Musso, Sam Lerner, Spencer Locke, Steve Buscemi, Nick Cannon, Maggie Gyllenhaal, John Heater, Kevin James, Jason Lee, Catherine O'Hara, Kathleen Turner, and Fred Willard. Holy crap. Three teens discover that their neighbor's house is really a living, breathing, scary monster. Bom, bom, bom. Produced by Image Movers, Amblin Entertainment, and Columbia Pictures. And it has Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg involved with it. I watched this Amblin, one for the yeah. first time three nights ago. Really? First time? First time ever. Oh, can I feel bad? Why? Because this was one of the awesomest 3D experiences I've had. Oh, the was theater. it really? Yes. This was a fun, fun 3D movie to watch. Oh, dang. I mean, because I don't really like 3D, yeah, so maybe that would have kind of convinced me. No, and I, that's the thing. is like Coraline. I don't really like Coraline. We're not talking about it, but mm-hmm. I love the 3D experience of Coraline. Okay. And maybe I think I missed the time on this one because I don't know if I just thought it was a strange... Basically, maybe the reason I don't really care for it as much as I should is the animation feels a bit dated. Does it now? On this one. It was just made in 2006, but it was only 11 years ago. Let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. The, the house itself is really cool, and it is not really a kid's movie because... No, it's not. I remember that. People die, and there's this weird backstory that would almost fit in Coraline. Mm-hmm. This is a tier two for me because I, I really didn't dislike it at all. I just couldn't love it, and I thought I thought I would love it because I heard so much about it. I loved it. Tier one? I, I really did enjoy this movie. My, I think it's a fun movie, and I, I disagree that it's not for kids. And is it like, like I think it's the Stranger is, Things vibe that you get from this movie? Kind a of, bit? Yeah, 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 definitely. That's there, and it, I think it's a gateway movie for kids where it's like you know they can't handle real horror movies. Let's show them Monster House, give them a taste of horror, and see how they deal with it. And if they wake up screaming through the night, then you don't show them it for a couple. Has more that years. happened? No, no okay, no, good. No, he's talking about his childhood. <laughs> Have you seen my child in two thousand six? Mm-hmm. And this was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Anime Feature, but lost to Happy Feet. I feel like this would have played out better. Ooh. I know. Stop. It, no one can see this, but Joel is very upset. I feel like if this My was feet a, aren't happy. If this was a stop motion movie, I think it would have been translated a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe. But yeah, uh, 3D experience was great. I thought the movie was very entertaining. Tier one. Next movie is Monsters vs. Aliens. Featuring Reese Witherspoon, Seth Rogen, Hugh Laurie, Will Arnett, Kiefer Sutherland, Rain Wilson, Paul Rudd, and Stephen Colbert. That's quite the cast. And it's DreamWorks. A woman transformed into a giant after she is struck by a meteorite on her wedding day becomes part of a team of monsters sent in by the U.S. government to defeat an alien mastermind trying to take over Earth. Now, Cowboys versus Aliens, not that good. Monsters versus Aliens, pretty entertaining. Like, I like the callback to the attack of the 50-foot woman. I like the uh, reference to the fly and the blob. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Kiefer Sutherland as the, the militant. He actually kind of made me laugh in that role. Yeah, because the government government feels very old school. Yes, yes. It's like like, very domineering, very 50s, 50s area 60s, 51 yeah, like sort of Classic thing. sci-fi yes. kind of stuff. Um, 
but I really haven't gone back to watch this one a lot. Like I remember enjoying it. I've seen the shorts they made, a bunch of little shorts. Like Night of the Living Carrots is actually pretty entertaining for kids. It's great for they have it on Netflix on like the Halloween shorts. But uh, this one almost made a tier one for me, but it, it got to tier two. Yeah, I actually feel bad for this movie because every movie was getting a sequel at this point. And you can see from a lot of movies on this list, there are a lot of worthless sequels out there. But they decided not to make DreamWorks decided this one did not make enough money to warrant a sequel. And for an animated movie, that's not good. No. Uh, this one's a tier two. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Great cast. Great performance. I even like Seth Rogen as the blob. Really? Yeah. You hate Seth Rogen. Yeah, I really don't like him. Hmm. Next movie, Over the Hedge. One of Joel's very favorites. Based on a comic strip, which was weird, because it really doesn't have that much to do with the comic strip of Over the Hedge. And starring Bruce Willis, Gary Shandling, Steve Carell, William Shatner, Wanda Sykes, and Nick Nolte. A scheming raccoon fools a mismatched family of forest creatures into helping him repay a debt of food by invading a new suburban sprawl that popped up while they were hibernating and learns a lesson about family himself. Tree hugger. (laughs) I was so close to making this tier one. Wow. This movie was because it's one of the first DreamWorks movies I think I even cared to watch. Was it the super compelling title? Over the hedge, yeah. Over the hedge, over the hedge. I, I think it was you right there. It's the name of the comic. Boom. I, I mean, think wow. honestly, the the characters were quite diverse and fun. The the voice cast was really good, and Steve Carell is that squirrel. The squirrel was the highlight. It and was this is when Steve Carell was Willis still, was even good. Steve Carell was just coming into yeah. his own at this point, and the the part that I will remember the most from this movie is spoiler alert for Over the Hedge. Actually, it's no. not a big spoiler, but they this, the squirrel the squirrel. Steve Carell is this really hyper squirrel the entire time. And at the end, they give him caffeine and he goes like supersonic and everything else is going super slow around him. And he's just walking normal. It was a great moment. Like it was one of those kind of I didn't see that coming, but it's a very well done part. Yeah, this is an upper tier two for me. All right. And I gave it a tier two as well. High five. <laughs> Next movie. <laughs> Antonio Banderas as a cat. Because Ben Folds did Rock in the Suburbs for Over the Hedge. Puss in Boots, 2011. <gasps> Directed by Chris Miller, who is not Christopher Miller from Claudia the Chance of Meatballs. It's a different Chris Miller. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was he's like, hmm. doing his own thing, his solo venture. Starring Antonio Banderas, Sam Hayek, Zach Galavanakis, Billy Bob Thornton, and Demi Sedaris. <laughs> Thornton. <laughs> An outlaw cat, his childhood egg friend. <laughs> Hold on, let me read that again. An outlaw cat, his childhood egg friend, and a seductive thief kitty set out in search of for, in search for the eggs of the fabled golden goose to clear his name, restore lost honor, and regain the trust of his mother. And this is a prequel to town. Shrek. This is a prequel to Shrek. Yes. And I think Kent and I are both going to agree that Shrek Two. Well, we'll get into that next show. But uh, Shrek Two, when Puss in Boots appears, he's great in Shrek. Steals the show. And that whole kitty face with mm-hmm. the big eyes was one of the best moments. Isn't it great that they can build an entire movie off of that cute kitty face? <laughs> exactly. It is. This is the problem with a lot of these spinoffs is that they take a side character that was funny in moderation. And then when you get him full force, it's basically like a licking the bottom of a Sour Patch Kids bag. Yeah. It's no longer good. I do enjoy that. It's- I love the bottom of that bag. <laughs> Then you'd love Puss in Boots. Then you have probably have kinker sores. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy that they have Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek from Desperado once upon yeah. a time in Mexico. Like it is, I like the pairing of them. But man, this movie is really forgettable. There's and nothing boring. special about and it. Boring. It's boring. You're right. I felt I found this movie to be completely oh. boring. That cat was actually That's the only funny part. Yeah, the the O cat. Uh, yeah, tier three, tier three, tier three. All right, The Swan Princess, 1994. 
Now, I have actually personal ties to this one, Princess. You're related? Uh, oh, you no. Ballet. A friend, you used to date. A friend of mine uh, who listens to the show. You used to stalk her. Her dad helped create the Swan Princess. Ooh. And this is a local creation, the Utah creation, I should clarify. Directed by Richard Rich. Yes, and with a music score by Lex de Azevedo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Yeah. Saturday is Warrior. <laughs> who right. are these children coming down? Whoop. Hit the mic. Uh, Jimmy, oh Jimmy, don't <laughs> listen to that. Jack Palance, John Cleese, Stephen Wright, Sandy Duncan. A power-hungry sorcerer transforms a princess into a swan by day in this tale of everlasting love. And it was followed by six direct-to-video sequels. There are still sequels coming out now. I had no idea until I did this research that there had been a sequel to Swan Princess. I went through Redbox the other day and my daughter was like, oh, Swan Princess pirate movie. And I was like, sure, it's worth $1.50. Not really. It wasn't. (laughs) Not really, no. Yeah. Uh, Also, this one... uh, it suffered at the box office because this is when Disney was pulling out their jerk card and they re-released <laughs> Lion King right when Swan Princess came out intentionally to oh. eat into their box office. Wait, wait, Disney. re-release it? That's like they the same re-released. time? Yeah, no, so, they, so Lion King was on its way out. I think they took it out of theaters. And then they, I remember, I actually yeah, remember see, seeing the commercials. It's like, see it again for the first time. And I remember the commercials saying, the king has returned. And then I do the Nas and yeah, they re-released it. That's just, mean. Just to take a bite out of Swan Princess. So Rude. <laughs> Disney, this is why we're doing a non-Disney animated show. Jerks. In fact, Variety Magazine called it Sabotage by Disney. Nice. Sabotage! I give this one a tier two. Tier two? It's a nice story. The animation is actually quite good. The animal sidekicks are okay. No, no, no. I like Speed. I like yeah, okay, Speed is great. Friends call me Speed. Right. I like him. And Jean-Bob I like as well. It's a it's a decent story and it's fine. There's just nothing that's like special about it, and I think it could have been special. It's it's good. I enjoyed it, and we did watch this one a lot. It didn't since we had a limit, and this got in the cutoff of being put into tier two. So this is a tier two for me as well. Tier two. All right. Next movie is Rock a Doodle. Rock a Doodle. Chanticleer. Chanticleer. Rock a stay away, you big old nasty rain cloud. Sun do shine, you better shine. Uh, Let them keep going. I sing that with my kids. Directed by Don Bluth. Yes, it's a Don Bluth one. In order to defeat the Grand Duke of Owls, a young boy transformed into a cat teams up with a group of barnyard animals to find a rooster who can raise the sun. There you go. That's there that's it is. what happens. So no, this it, is it's the, it's the kid. His town, his city's flooding, and then he does. He have a dream, or is it real? But he gets pulled into this cartoon where Chanticleer, the rooster, who's basically Elvis, he goes away, and he's the one who makes the sun come up every time he crows. Like literally, the, he crows, the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. But when he goes away, it, the sun doesn't come up. Sun doesn't shine. Oh no! So then he has to convince Chanticleer to come back. Ken, what do you tell? Let me hear your thoughts about this. It, this is a, it's a very forgettable movie. What? What? Sun do <laughs> shine, you better shine. I even think the animation in this one's a bit messy. It, nothing stands out here, but I, I watched it maybe three years ago with my daughter. Something stood out to Joel. I can tell you that much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what. Rock do what a day. <laughs> this is this is a tier two for me. <laughs> Just because I'd give it a tier three, but I think Joel might kill me. I was going to say, this was a tier three ten seconds ago, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, this actually was, I watched this one a lot when I was younger and I was really excited to show it to my kids. It wasn't as good as I remember, but it's still a tier two because of uh, nostalgia and and fun. So do you say tier two? Tier two. 
Sun do shine. You better shine. <laughs> Next movie is Surf's Up. Tier three. 2011. Tier three. Tier three. What about you, Kent? Tier three. What does Kenny D think? He must like it. Do you it. want me to even read the plot? Yeah, go ahead, because it features the voices of Shia LaBeouf, Jeff Bridges, Zooey Deschanel, James Woods, and John Heater. A behind-the-scenes look at the annual Penguin World Surfing Championship and its newest participant, up-and-comer, Cody Maverick. It's kind of like Cars for Penguins. I I actually struggle with this one. I actually What's didn't watch it till last week in preparation for this show. And this came out right around the same time as March of the Penguins, Madagascar, and Happy Feet, and so people just called it one of the Penguin movies. Right. And, and it really threw me off because young Shia LaBeouf is seducing Zoe Deschanel in this movie. They're voice actors, obviously, but I was like, something isn't quite fitting here. I don't know. What's that? Why'd you just hurt me when you said that? <laughs> something's <laughs> not quite fitting here. No, actually, the first is wrong with this the, area. The first 10 <laughs> minutes in this movie, I was actually pretty captivated because they basically make the office, but they interview penguins and their families. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like mockumentary style. That's yes, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is clever. But then it never goes into why it's even doing that other than the gimmick. Yep. And by the end, it's almost like a rushed ending. It does. Like there's like this legend of a lost surfer and then there's a championship and that's it. And John Heater's in this movie and he is kind of he kind of ruins every movie he's in. Ouch. Sorry. I mean, since Napoleon Dynamite, like you, it's you know his voice, and it kind of makes it it dates the movie that it's that he's in. This is a tier three. I so I'm saying you know my name by Chris Cornell right now because you said you know his name, but I won't. Yeah. And this actually was up for best you animated to sing feature all the time. No. Oh, you know what's weird about this movie? It lost to Ratatouille. Great score. What? No, it actually has a really good score. It has Green Day. You don't like Green Day? No, not the soundtrack. The, the like the instrumental oh, like the score. score. Okay. Like when he's going over waves. Like I'm like that's really good and doesn't belong in this movie at all. Hmm. So go check it out. Wait, would you give it? Tier three. Okay, good. Two tier threes. Next one is about the brave little toaster. That's what everyone remembers from this movie, right? Is the dancing mm, scenes with I the toaster? No. No? I don't think so. Have you seen this one, Jacob? No, I don't think so. Oh. Tier three. What? I, that's why I didn't see it. Yeah. Just like that? Yeah. You're not even going to read the synopsis? I caught Kent's psychic waves when I was a child. said, don't watch this. A group of dated appliances embarks on a journey to the city to find its master after being abandoned in its cabin in the woods. Brave little toaster, bad animation. I know why Kent hates it. Not much fun. Why? Because without Brave Little Toaster, there would probably be no Pixar. That's exactly my point. This movie, if they made it today, (laughs) everyone would be like, it's brilliant. This movie is genius. It's just an old Pixar movie that's not really all that good. Can't no, literally. And this is Toy Story. This no, is every literally the, the some of the founding members of Pixar Animation Studios were involved with this film. Oh, are you serious? John Lasseter was one of them. In oh, fact, so they did just reuse the whole story. That's yeah. the only reason I know the name of it. John Lasseter. Oh, I'm going to watch this. I bet actually it's good. pitched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Rotten Tomatoes really likes it, so you like it too. But John Lasseter actually pitched this movie to Disney executives, and they rejected it. And then he was fired a few minutes later after that. Really? Like minutes after his pitch, he got fired. So do you think because this movie didn't quite catch on, even though it has a few sequels, he basically stole the plot and then went out to everything with Pixar? Because <laughs> that's what it is. You mentioned the sequels. I just want to read them real quick. Yeah. So uh, The Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue in 1999. This came out in 1987. So Brave Little Toaster in 1999. And then The Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. In 1998. Well, it's really scary to make toast, but going to Mars. <laughs> the brave isn't little so bad. toaster goes to Mars. Here's my favorite part. What's the lamp's name, Joel? Yeah, that's, no, that's the that's the Mars Lampy. Lampy. John Lasseter, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. John, yeah, whatever his last John name. John Lovitz. No, no. John Lovitz was in this. He was. John. 
Bon Jovi. Jingleheimer Smith. His name is my name, too. It's the stupid movie that bombed by John Lasseter. John F. Kennedy. Let's keep all this in. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Let's not. John Carter. Carter, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey. (laughs) Psychic, psychic you guys, connection. You guys, that was the longest anyone's ever thought about John Carter right then. <laughs> oh, that's worth keeping it's a now. It's tier two. <laughs> uh, I give it a tier two. Three little toaster, I give it oh, a tier Oh, tier three. Two. Yeah. Okay. Next is the Care Bears movie, 1985. Which I learned some things about the Care Bears, actually. That was they, it creepy stuff? Because well, I hope it was. They started as like stickers. And then they became plush toys, mm-hmm. and then they got a TV series. Then it got weird. Oh, no, no, no. Then no. they got movies. No. Then they got a TV series. When did it get Isn't bad? Isn't that weird that it went in that order? I, I have no thought idea. the TV series came first, and then they got a movie because of it. But no, this kind of helped launch it. The Care Bears watch over a young, younger brother and sister who have lost their trust in humanity. Meanwhile, an evil wizard wishes to cover the earth in concrete. <laughs> Which really doesn't make sense. It's the face in the book. Here's what I love about this movie is that... And this and the sequel is the these Care Bears like Tender Heart Bear and Gentle Bear, they look after orphans, orphans that are just meandering through They're, old circus towns. They care. They they really do care. And like the morality in these movies is just totally in your face, and you almost have to love it for that reason. Kent, because they care. I brought a clip. Ooh. Uh, because this, um, the music in this, I feel is some of those memorable music we have on the list. I'm, I'm gonna, so excited. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play this clip for you now. Do you have a house made all out of wood for keeping you dry when it's raining? I stay at the top when the rain goes drop. Look, I'm hydro flaming. This is why I don't let kids sing. Guys, <laughs> they just rhyme raining and hydro flaming. And they're talking about the difference between uh, Forest of Feelings, Carolot, and Earth. Some ways not. Because home is in your heart. <laughs> is that really from the movie? That's really from the Joel, movie. Joel, you just talked me into a tier two. <laughs> Where was it before? Tier one. <laughs> oh, no. I think you talked me into a tier two. That was awful. It's terrible. I remember. That was I, bad. Once again, I remember the, like as a kid, I remember the book with the face in it that possessed the little it, which boy. Which is really cool. It's creepy. And then you, you meet the Care Bear Cousins, which, okay, this was. No, that's, the, that's Care Bears 2 in no, a no, new that's generation. This, that's this one. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, because they did this one. That's the whole song in that one is the Forest of Feelings Care a lot. <laughs> And Earth. <laughs> but uh, this is one of the first films based on a toy line, and they specifically made the Care Bear Cousins to sell more toys. Right. Makes sense. And because of this this movie and a couple other Care Bear movies, that's when Deke Entertainment finally bought it as, yeah, as the cartoon for the Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and it had a budget of $2 million, so, you know, they didn't have a lot to go with, you know, for rhymes. They couldn't get better singers for two million bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's so bad. Look, like, I, where's a child? Any child? Any child will do. Just start singing. To Are be you honest with you? This has like great characterization in the movie. Does it? It really does. And then there's the whole twist of the old man telling the story at the beginning of the movie. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney is the kid that was um, became evil during yeah. the movie and had to be redeemed. And he's married to one of the orphans. Oh yes, yes he is. Yeah. No I, I had given this one a tier one, but it was mostly because I had to fit in. Uh, a few more into my tier one category, <laughs> and that song ruined everything. Joel, what I'm about you? So sorry, as bad as that song is, because it's terrible. I still have a place in my heart for this movie. The Care Bear Stare and the cousins mm-hmm. and the book and everything like that. I thought was was interesting enough that I gave it a tier two. Okay, 
We agree. No, I'm tier one still because I had to fit a tier one in there. Look, just give it, give it to the hydroplaning. (laughs) Just give it to the crudes. That's next. (laughs) The crudes. Uh huh. After their cave is destroyed, a caveman family must trek through an unfamiliar, fantastical world with the help of an inventive boy, played by Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, and this is the standard story. Inventive boy. Yes. Yeah. The guy, kid comes along. Dad doesn't approve. And then the dad is overprotective, but then learns to be not overprotective as the movie. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. We should clarify. His, okay. That is Nicholas Cage. And Nicholas Cage, he is why the movie stands out, honestly. Like, because you have Emma Stone, whose voice is semi recognizable. Wow. Emma Stone's in it, and you're saying that Nicholas Cage is the reason it stands out? Nicholas Cage as like these. I'm telling Emma Stone. It kind of sounded like Nicholas Cage right there, actually. He's kind of perfect in this role. And I think it really fits him. I think he makes the movie what it is. That said, it's not super great. My, my <laughs> daughter loved it. And so I liked it, too, because she liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever the monkey, and this is a reused joke, but dun, 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 yeah. plays throughout the whole movie. I give it a tier two. Okay. Uh, I actually feel kind of bad for the Crudes because they got a television series and they had a se- sequel scheduled, but then no one really wa- liked the movie. No one really liked the TV series and the sequel was canceled. So I kind of feel bad for him. And I think this is pretty run of the mill. I even forgot about the monkey till you just mentioned it. Yeah. I give this one a tier three. Okay, that's fair. All right, next movie is The Iron Giant, 1999. Directed by Brad Bird in his directorial debut. A young boy befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy and will soon appear in Ready Player One. Yep, and it's weird because the robot only says one thing the entire time. I am Groot. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. A young Vin Diesel voiced? You're right, he says, family. (laughs) That was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people love this one. A lot of people do. Including so that guy, I, the tall guy in the corner. I saw this movie on a date back in 1999, and I was pretty excited because it was right about the time of Tarzan. And you were so, just excited because you were on a date. I was on a date. Like, anytime I can be on a date is a great time. Did you make out through this one, too? This movie's no. better because a girl's sitting next to me. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot of making out in the history of, of Kent here, but especially in the 90s. So Iron Giant... I took I took this girl too, and I was like, "This will be a fun kind of Disney like movie." And then all of a sudden, it's really old school animation. It's like a like a serial, like a fifties forties kind of a serial. There's thing. a little bit of vulgarity, yes. And then it's about a war machine, yeah. essentially. And I was like, "Iron Man and War Machine." Like that's that's really strange. And then it had it's a good twist. It had to grow on me. And Joel, I'm now one of these people that absolutely love this movie. This is an easy tier one. An easy tier one. An easy tier one. Can I have a bone to pick with this one? Okay. Please do. Because you mentioned the profanity. Yes. This taught my kids profanity. Where oh. afterwards they started repeating some of the words. I'm like, where'd you learn that? And they're like, the Iron Giant. And I'm like, oh, oh Kent. <laughs> Wait, Kent. it's my fault? <laughs> Come on. Uncle Kent says sorry, everybody. By the way, the, the novel this was based on is actually called The Iron Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I think they changed it for American release, but because of Iron Man. But you kind of have to give this movie credit because all you guys who like Pixar out there, this also gave Brad Bird his You start. gave Toaster three. <laughs> So don't give me this Pixar. Yeah, but I mean Pixar is just Incredibles. That's it. Uh, by the way, Bird, uh, apparently yeah. studio executives wanted to add a sidekick dog, set the film in the present day, and include a soundtrack of hip hop to Ugh. appeal to the kids. Uh, this movie's a tier one. Okay, <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> Brad wait, Bird wait. was like, "Nope." So you're okay with the words that this movie taught your kids? No, I'm okay with this movie. I'm never showing it to my kids again. <laughs> he uses Maybe those when they're words. like 13. He uses those words all the time. That's where they got. I know. I am Groot. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's the one that yeah, she yeah. carries the whip. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. The last to the last unicorn, 1982. My only real memory of the last unicorn is it made me cry. Like I, I this is on Netflix, and I plan to watch it. Before Why the cry? Show. There's more unicorns. Oh crap! No, that's the, the last, last one, one. Oh, and I it was delicious. It. <laughs> was uh, she slaughtered for dinner food? It was because of the the Red Bull. Red Bull made me cry. Yeah, there is a Red Bull in it. Yeah, uh, the fiery bull made me cry. The last unicorn, also voiced by Mia Farrow. So a brave unicorn and a magician fight an evil king who is obsessed with attempting to capture the world capture the world's unicorn. So we have Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, and Angela Lansbury for dinner food, and oh, Alan Arkin and Christopher scared. Lee. It's got a lot of big names in that. Either one prepared. <laughs> Both. Uh, and this was scared. produced and directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. 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 Which, if you know those names, it's because you've heard them from Rankin Bass from all those Christmas TV stop stop motion animated specials. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this one for a while, so I read through the synopsis, and man, that was even tedious to get the synopsis. This is a tier three. I watched this one on a date as well. I don't know why I'm watching all these cartoons on dates. <laughs> this might explain the whole makeout problem. What do you mean? Is there a problem? Well, you said you're not making out a lot during, but maybe no, you're look, going to the kids' this movies. Movie, this movie has a, a classic like, feel about this it. This unicorn's great, like, right? Let's make out. There's magic in here, but it is boring. So, what would you rather do instead of watching the last unicorn? So this is a. So you're saying you specifically choose boring movies so that girls will kiss you. <clears throat> It's a tier two. <laughs> and so was the kissing. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. By the way, uh, this studio that made this movie uh, would later be hired by Miyazaki and the core members would form Studio Ghibli. That totally makes sense. Yeah, it really does. It's that surreal kind of feeling movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one is the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Where are my pants? Where are my pants? An ordinary Lego construction worker thought to be the prophesied special is recruited to join a quest to stop an evil tyrant from gluing the Lego universe into eternal stasis. Starring the voices of Chris Pat. Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, Allison Brie, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, and Morgan Freeman. Directed by Lord Ann Miller, who also did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs mm-hmm. and 21 Jump Street. Yeah, these guys are clever. And yeah. kind of Han Solo. And it looks stop motion, kind of. but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not stop motion. It's computer animated. and that, But they did animate it in a way that would be stop motion. Like they said, let's keep it kind of how stop motion would look, but animate it through a computer. Can I ask you this? Would yes. this movie be half of the experience without Lego Batman in it? I, I say yes. Really? Because a lot of my favorite memories don't even come from Lego yeah. Batman. He's he, funny. He super hates you right now. But he's uh, kind of he's overplayed. A it's a Superman line in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought Batman may have been even a little overplayed in this movie. Oh, see, I thought he was a great scene stealer. And then when he got his own movie, meh, you know. Yeah. I was going to ask you what you thought of that one. Well, we'll that will we'll come in part two. That'll come part two. All right. Um, this is a tier one. I, I really enjoy this movie. I actually just saw it, the end of it the other day and I went, I want to own that. So I put it on my Amazon wish list. And I don't want to own many movies, but this is one that I went, yeah, this is highly entertaining to me. A lot of the jokes, like the physical gags, along with the verbal comedy, very well done. And it had a heart that Spaceships. I didn't expect. Yeah. It's a tier one. I don't really like Will Ferrell, but it's a tier one. All right. Next movie is The Polar Express. Creepy 2004 eyes. with Dead-Eyed Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dead Eye Tom. Is that his, his cowboy name? <laughs> Written, yeah. produced, and directed by Robert Zemeckis, who I like. I like Robert Zemeckis. As a person, he's very good, but as yeah. a director of the Polar Express, he's a, a terrible young boy human being. played by Tom Hanks embarks on a magical venture to the North Pole <laughs> to meet know. Santa Claus, played by Tom Hanks, to uh, ride on a train played by Tom Hanks. <laughs> blah blah blah. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Dang Hanks. Dead Eyes. Tom Hanks. You what? Totally stole my joke. I oh, gonna, I did. I was going to go starring Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Six, Look, six different roles with Tom Hanks. It's book. a great story based on a great Christmas book. It's a great book. Yes. No, based on Zemeckis's theory that no one can get sick of Tom Hanks. And it's a great movie to sleep to. Man, this can give you good naps. Or Unless make, you wake up and you see Tom Hanks' dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Dead-eyed Tom. I see those when I close my eyes. The real question is, can you make out to this movie? I haven't tried, but I will. Put this on the list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some. Hey, you want to watch the Polar Express? Hey, do you want to? No, it's August. Why do I watch the Polar Express? Do you want to come over? I have this list. I have a plethora of non Disney animated boring movies. <laughs> yeah, we got to have something to do during the movie, right? <laughs> That's a great idea. Wow. I'm putting that to the test. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's this is a tier three, and I feel bad because it is a good book with cool art. I think it was maybe made five years too soon. I you think, think it maybe better it, now had they waited because remember the same studio did a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey, right? And the, even the technology had progressed far enough because Jim Carrey kind of played every role better, as well. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was actually pretty cool looking, and I think they should have waited just a little bit. And I agree. Maybe three. didn't anyone see it while it was in production? They're like, holy crap, this looks awful. You right. know, I mean, how did that? How did you miss that? They probably like, thought this looks magical because it doesn't look magical. like traditional animation. Uh, I don't know, so but it, I don't like it. I think I think everyone agrees it's kind of just got that uncanny valley creepiness. Uncanny is right. All right, next movie is The Prince of Egypt from 1998. Uh, this one features the voice cast of Val Kilmer as Moses. Val Kilmer as God. Ray Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. An Egyptian prince learns of his identity as a Hebrew and his destiny to become the chosen deliverer of his people. Deliverer. <laughs> so good. Do you want me to do you want, do you want me to keep singing with you? Is that what what you want? No. You, well, for this movie. Tell you me should. what you want. This this movie. What do I really, really want? So tell me what you want. What I really, really want? I wanna Huh? <laughs> I feel like that's wrong to do in the scope of Prince of Egypt, which really has great, great music. This one is probably the second best movie on the list that we've read tonight. Songs written by Steven Schwartz and a score second composed best. by Hans Zimmer. Yes. After what? An American Tale. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, the music really does make this movie great because it is, it's a good movie and there's some I really great movie. There's some it cool is. animation in it, but really the music is what stands out to me the most. There can be miracles. Hey, do you want to be Whitney or do you want to be Mariah? I want to be Mariah because she's still alive. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Come what? on. I'm not the one making jokes I about Roger believe, Ebert. I cannot too, believe how insensitive you are. Too soon. I'll no. Be, I'll be Man, the, this is, I mean, this is beneath you. Know, there's you, a lot Joel. of rumors going around that Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston had a big feud going on. Not true. They denied it. Oh, okay. They said it was great. They said they had a great time recording together and the two divas loved they, each other. You're only hearing Mariah's side of the story. No, exactly. this is back then. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, Prince of Egypt is a great movie. Great cast. I think everything about this movie is great. I mean, we already seen the Ten Commandments for however yeah. many decades, which is kind of like the other than the Bible story, like the quintessential story of what you think when you think Moses. Right. But this movie almost maybe not surpassed, but equaled it. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think I think that, you know, Ten Commandments probably the pinnacle. And this but this is definitely a good sidekick to Ten Commandments. Yes. Tier one. Tier one. All right. Jacob. Next movie is Be careful, Jacob. 
You're playing with the big boys now. I know. I feel like we need to hit the music a little harder on that with with this music. I think episode. I spent more time singing Rockadoodle than we did the Prince of you Egypt. You did. You definitely did. <laughs> you love it so much. Well, I, don't, I don't have the vocal range for uh, Prince of Egypt because there's some impressive singing going really on. Really is. Really is. It won the best original song at the 1999 Academy Awards. When you believe. I mean, I mean. So wait, wait, is it a score? Look at yourself. It'd be a score, not a sound. Yeah. Through heaven's eyes. It's a great song. It is. It's good stuff. All right, next one is The Secret Life of Pets. You just watched this one the other day, didn't you, Joel? I did. I just watched this one the other day with my family. For and they're fun. singing the, they're singing the song at the beginning. I can't even remember what, what it is, except for it's like, Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. We are dun, dun, cats dun, and dogs dun. and fish and birds in New York. It's probably not what it is. No, but, this one is like, you got a pet in me. But then, oh, yes. You got a pet in me. This is a ripoff of like Toy Story. What I say? I said Toy Story and Flushed Away and like Zootopia. Like it's probably not Zootopia because that was anthropomorphized animals. Uh-huh. But uh, this one is about, oh, can't you give me the synopsis? The quiet life of a uh, wooden or a toy cowboy named, I mean, sorry, a terrier named Max is upended when his owner takes in Duke, a stray whom Max instantly dislikes. Voiced by Louis C.K. and Kevin Hart. And Eric Stone Street is yes. the other dog. I'm, um, I'm so bored with this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a boring movie. Although, and once again, I hate giving these facts, but this is my job. It is the highest grossing original animated film not produced by Disney or Pixar. Ew. Really? How did that Gross. happen? Because it's the latest and ticket prices are higher. Wait, more than Minions? No, no, original. Like oh. this, the, the, Minions is a spinoff. This is original. Can you call this original? I mean, that's not really cool. <laughs> I mean, is it just good marketing? Is that the idea here? I like, don't know. That? It's animals. They're animals. I, it's just, it's a bland movie, but also it's just, it's a rip off of Toy Story. Like it really is like you got Max and then the new guy comes in and they don't gel and then they get lost together and have to find their way back yeah. and then they bond over that. My daughter really liked this movie, and I judged her for it. <laughs> also, she's don't three. you judge your daughter for? I mean, she's, the one, she's the one that cracks the whip. <laughs> right, Kent? No. <laughs> no, although I do have to see these movies for her. Yeah, this is a tier three. This movie is so unoriginal. There are maybe a few funny side gags, but Kevin Hart is like nails oh. on a chalkboard. Oh, he's such an annoying... He's the little bunny, and they think he's funny, so they play him up and let him just go full volume on the mic, and it's not good. No. I'm not looking forward to the sequel set to release on July 3rd, 2019. Ugh. <sighs> Tier three. Next movie is The Chipmunk Adventure 1987. Go crazy. Or do you prefer Wole Bole? Dancing too. Wole Bole. Or would you also like Give Me... A clue. Tell me what I need to do to get lucky with you. Keep in mind, that's the Chipettes singing <coughs> to snakes. Family friendly. That's the Chipettes singing, it dressed as harems, singing to snakes. Harems? Why you had to bring harems into this? To, to save a baby penguin. Look, so, how, come, how come that got more singing than Prince of Egypt? That's really the question. Because <laughs> we're the girls of rock, rock and roll. roll. So this movie, it rock says... Rock and roll. In IMDb, it says the chipmunks compete with the chipettes in a, ra- in a round-the-world race, but what it's really about is drug smuggling. <laughs> it is. This whole movie is about drug smuggling Diamond chipmunks. Smuggling. Diamond chipmunks smuggling. that are half the size of humans, but have great voices. That's a horrifying chipmunk, I gotta just <laughs> say. Siskel <laughs> and Ebert actually went off on this movie, and they said this movie basically, t- basically teaches kids to lie to their parents and to smuggle drugs. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Right. <laughs> the wrong side of the 
because they I remember they had the, the girls had the pink balloon the boys mm-hmm. had the blue balloon they were going around the world and it was this huge adventure where they met a bunch of different cultures it's like around the world in 80 days if around the world in 80 days was a musical for kids and so you like it so really they had stuff so Jake just tell you they had uh, they were basically an evil mastermind gave them stuffed chipmunks that basically little avatars of themselves that they dropped off to say they were winning in the race and these had drugs or they picked them up and they had money in them I'm st- I'm sorry they really were it was moving drugs. Yes, That's no, it's was diamonds happening. or diamonds. They had to they had to replace the dime the dolls with diamonds with dolls with money or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor, but yeah, they, they tricked him into saying this is how we can tell we are going, but really they were they were tricking these kids to being mules for their stolen goods. And wow. guess what? It's a tier one. Totally a tier one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the music alone, I was it's like, great. oh man, there were so many fun songs in there that I could just sing along like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Man, Ebert's rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, <laughs> the black. No, guys, I'm offended. You guys remember the Black Cauldron, right? Yes. Because of the Black Cauldron's failure, Disney had to lay off a number of animators, and a lot of them ended up working on this movie. So that's why the animation is a little bit higher it's quality. It's good, actually. Yeah. I remember that didn't the dog Sophie is getting her nails painted in the pool. I yeah. I always got a kick out of that because <laughs> then she gets pushed over and he flicks water out. Anyway. And then okay. he really likes splashing in movies. He does. You do. You. I you do. like splashing. Joel and I like speaking to myself in third person. What was the splashing one? The Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Oh, yeah. He funny. thought it was hilarious. Hey, water animation. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next movie. We're back. A dinosaur story. I guess, I guess the dinosaurs are back. Let, so let me find the end of my list real quick. Please, please read the synopsis, Kent. I really want you to read the entire one that was on IMDb. <clears throat> Four fun-loving dinosaurs take a trip to New York City. Cur- cur- oh no! Courtesy of Captain New Eyes, played by Walter Cronkite. The, the time-traveling alien is intent on bringing some joy to the lives of children of the Big Apple. These are not connected sentences in any way, shape, or form. After eating a potion to boost their smarts and cuddliness, Tyrannosaurus Rex, played by John Goodman, Triceratops Woog, <laughs> Pter- Pterodactyl Elsa, that's easy to read, and Hadrosaur Dweeb hit the town, but trouble soon arise when New Eye's evil brother hatches a devious plot. So bad. <laughs> Isn't his name Strange Eyes or Weird? It's Weird Captain, Eyes. Captain New Eyes. Yeah, there's New Eyes. Professor Screw Eyes. Screw Eyes. This <laughs> is the weirdest thing because it's like it's a Wes Anderson movie, but it's a Wes Anderson cartoon about dinosaurs who have brains. A Wes Anderson movie. Where do you even come up with that? Because this is what happens at the beginning. This kid runs into a, tr- a talking Tyrannosaurus Rex and then Tyrannosaurus Rex tells a story about when he lived back then. And there's a time traveling dude who gave him uh, some cereal. Brain grain whoa, cereal. Brain whoa, grain. Whoa, whoa. You're to make him head. smart. <laughs> and then it hurts. It all yeah, hurts. It hurts so bad. And really like. The devious plan is to kidnap the dinosaurs and let them live in a zoo. And that's the movie. This is <laughs> this is the worst. Um, it's it's not good. In fact, um, it, John Malkovich hates it. <laughs> oh, oh, I, John, John Malkovich. Hates no, it. here's the deal. So actor John Malkovich was originally set to voice the role of Professor Screw Eyes, but dropped out because of disagreements with the animator's vision of the film. Upon the movie's what release, vision? Malkovich was a vocal critic of the project, arguing that the scope of the script was not fully realized and that the final product was, quote, subpar to say the least. To this day, Malkovich generally refuses to talk about the film. A we're back at dinosaur yes. stories? And he's, oh, he, Apparently he's referenced it in interviews. Like, I used to work on this dinosaur movie and it was completely, you know, ruined by the studio and they had a vision and they didn't complete it. Like, he still will reference it. But I think this is actually the plot of uh, being John Malkovich. 
is Dr. Weird Eyes and Strange Eyes and Screwy Eyes. But this had like, I mean, this is a Universal Pictures movie. It stars John Goodman, Jay Leno, Walter Cronkite, Julia Child, and Martin Short. Steven Spielberg was even involved with this. In fact, I would say, and if I may, this is definitely the lesser involved in? of Steven Spielberg's dinosaur movies that released in 1993. Oh, really? It was well, the one, yeah. Hmm, probably. Maybe. Tier three. Hard to say. This is yes, bad. Easy tier three. Tier three. High five. That plot was super weird. It's so bizarre, and it's overly complicated. Yeah. Oh, it it hurt. Sense. It all hurt. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm always ready. We are down to the last movie in our entry. I got this feeling our about entry. it, Jacob. I don't know what I'm saying. Inside my bones. You got this feeling? It comes electric. Is it, what, is it a, J- a JT feeling? <laughs> all through the city, all through my home. <laughs> <laughs> the last movie, fellas. Wait, what's this? Is oh, I got some sunshine in my pocket. Got that new soul in my feet. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad. I Are got you trying to do Pharrell? No, that's in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, yeah. that part. Yeah, this is I'm trolls. Happy. If you don't know, Feeling. it's trolls. I it's was pointing out the good, and then you reminded me of one of my worst hated parts in the movie. When I'm like, "Don't use Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas." Yeah. for this part of the movie. Oh, you were so terrible. Why are you using this song right now? Uh, <laughs> trolls. Which once again, my daughters love. Yeah, I've heard you talk about this one a lot. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. Yeah, Wait, you're like, oh, I have. I love the poofy hair. Read the synopsis. Kent. Anna Kendrick's so funny. Af- <laughs> love, love, love. Stop it. After their cave is destroyed, a caveman. Fa- Wait, what? Hold on. No, I want to read it. I, cave is I have the, uh, I have oh, the yeah. crude no, story. Right. <laughs> I was like, that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. I was no, reading the crude like story. Okay, here we go. Okay, after, go. After the Bergens invade Troll Village, Poppy, the happiest troll ever born, and the curmudgeonly branch set off on a journey to rescue their friends. I think this movie is trolling parents ah, because waiting for that joke. It features a bunch of bright colors and fast paced musical numbers and no treasure and no real story. And so it's for kids. It's totally for kids. And then the kids make the adults watch and the adults hate themselves because they watch it. This is merely one cliche after another to drag the plot to the next karaoke number. <laughs> I this think you had that annoying. <laughs> this is annoying. Oh, it's like facepalm annoying. It's so, 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 so bad. Which, by the way, the only redeeming quality of this is the sequel is coming out April 10th, 2020, and it's called Trolls 2. Huh? Why is that redeeming? Because Troll 2. Remember the movie? Uh, Hopefully they don't have any trolls in Trolls 2. I hope not. I hope it's all goblins. Because Troll 2 is a legitimately funny movie and terrible. This is a terrible movie that's not funny. This is a tier three. It's a tier three. Tier three? It's a bad We're ending on a tier movie. three? Yeah, it's ending on tier three. We're ending on the hatred that goes towards Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, Zooey Deschanel, Russell Brand, James Corden, and Gwen Stefani. Honestly, Joel, I thought you were going to like this one. You should have seen Why? our... I don't... I, it's... You know, you hey, like the music? Joel. I like Can't Stop the Feeling. I do like that song. I see your true colors. It's, this is just a karaoke movie. Yeah. All the way. And, and all, most of these, mo- well, most. I was hoping you go A lot of these modern song. CG ones. What's that? I was hoping you go farther with the song. I was going to hold hands with you and everything. Oh, I'll do it. No, it's too late now. Mode has passed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Next Let's time. talk about Claudio with the Chance of Cheese Balls again. Uh, <laughs> nice joke. Gosh, so lame. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know, I don't want to end on a tier three, but Jacob's going alphabetical, so might as well. It, actually, that was the exception, not the alphabetical. What? We could have ended with We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Which John Malkovich would have been really upset with. <laughs> he probably yeah. would have. 
Yeah. Wow. So there you go. There's our first there round was. of non-Disney animated And that was 35 movies. films, we if you can them. call them films. And some are definitely better than others. And, and yeah. I think we hit a lot of the good ones. We know we know we missed some. We know there's some out there that you are saying, you didn't talk about this one. You didn't talk about that one. We have a whole list ready for part two. So yeah, but you I, can still let us know what we missed because then we can always add it. And I could always use more background noise and for certain film experiences, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. boring makeout films. <laughs> yeah, for dinner food. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ken, Meat dogs. Ken said his favorite too. Uh, Joel, what are, what are your top two? Uh, on this list that we have here? Yeah, yes, this list. Because, I mean, Claudio the Chance Meatballs is oh, definitely going to be that. my one. That's and then right. maybe Lego Movie is my number two on here. Claudio yeah. and Lego and Kent was American Tale and... Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Both good. good. I think yeah. I think those are all good movies. And, and then, for the most part, I don't think we, we you know fought too much. So no, no, you guys agreed a lot. But there you go. If you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday that, Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. Or you could go, and Joel won't be there. This happens sometimes. Sorry, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> wow, that was personal. Yeah. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, go to at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Find me on Twitter if you feel so inclined at at Jacob A. Rogers. Also find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale, which is where you should go. Go open up a Twitter account just to participate there. Yeah, we've even started doing Facebook live videos so you can catch us there yeah. and see and see our faces with our voices coming out of them. It's a bizarre experience. Kind of trippy. Yeah. Kind of horrifying. I like my face. So I don't know what's your problem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, come with me if you want to not die. Coming to you live with Nacho Breath. ¿Por qué no los dos? Wimp. 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 Real wimp is a wimp. You're such a wimp, Joel. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I wish you wouldn't say that, Kent. Let's throw some fisticuffs, you wimp. Disappointed you again. No, never. You never disappoint me, Kent. Because I am your father. Basically, the happening happens right. in the B-movie. Yeah. I'm not afraid of crime. You are afraid of crime. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm telling Emma Stone. This movie's no. better because a girl's sitting next to me. Was uh, she slaughtered for dinner food? Come on. Uncle Kent says sorry, everybody. But this might explain the whole makeout problem. It's a tier two. <laughs> and so is the kissing. I don't believe how insensitive you are. Too soon. Man, this can give you good naps. Unless you or wake up and you see Tom Hanks' dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice joke. Gosh, so lame. John Malkovich hates it. Them taters. Them queso taters. Queso taters. Somewhere out there, someone say the prayer. Why are we any better in this? Starts to sing a lonesome lullaby. It helps to think we might be wishing on the same bright. Sleeping under the same bright. Sleeping, track. that's yeah. it. Oh, oh, oh. Somewhere out there. Love can see us. Love can see us through. We'll be. Together, somewhere out there, out where dreams come.
Never gonna get, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never get it. That's the end of our show. Good night, everybody. <laughs>